I didn't have much going on after high school. For the time being, my future was up in smoke. I was visiting friends in Gainesville, sitting on a couch, when another acquaintance walked in and said, Hey, Josh, glad to see you. You want to move to Atlanta with me? Sure, I said. So on Labor Day, 1997, I drove my Dodge 500 up I-75 to Atlanta. And gosh, what a crazy adventure that was. Tons of stories to tell. But today I want to focus on the car. <laughs> By Christmas Day, the convertible top stopped going up, which was a problem because in Atlanta, the winter is also the rainy season. On Christmas, though, I was going to drive home back to Florida. So I got in the car, sweatshirt on, hoodie up, pulled tight, made it about an hour and a half out of town until trouble started. A little clunk clunk, a little smoke out of the back. I decided to pull off into a gas station. A highway patrolman followed behind. He said, boy, what's going on? You got a James Bond-like smoke screen. I said, sir, sir, just need some oil. Some oil, boy. <laughs> yeah, yes, sir. Well, you just watch out. Don't let it smoke too much. Back on the road I went, and sure enough, his premonition came true. About 30 minutes later, oh, enough smoke to make Cole Trickle nervous. I decided to pull over on the side of the road. Tried to restart it a few times. No dice. So... I packed all my possessions into a backpack, got on the side of I-75, and stuck out my thumb. A kind nurse picked me up shortly thereafter, took me the next exit up. I used a payphone, once again 1997, to call my roommate, who had hitchhiked a few times, and I asked his advice. He said, what you need is a memorable sign. So I asked the clerks at the convenience store for some cardboard and a sharpie, wrote on the box, Florida, please, it's Christmas. And I stood on the side of I-75 in Houston County. Wasn't long before somebody picked me up. Mm, this adventure's going to go on. That and more on Joshing Around. I'm going to continue that story throughout the day, I promise. Also looking for call-ins about your worst car ever. I'm going to tell you the story about the time my mom literally burst my bubble. And we'll talk about the best combo to order at the drive through restaurant. It is a beautiful day. I hope you're loving it in your world. Here we go. Hey, Josh. It's Jen here from Boss Babe Philosophy. Um, actually, I hope you're called Josh. I, I just assumed that from the, the title of your um, show. But I just yeah, I wanted to call in and say thank you so much for favoriting my station. I really appreciate it and yeah, for listening in. I hope you're um, enjoying the content. And yeah, I'm really definitely looking forward to having a minute and being able to listen in to your station as well. And yeah, feel free. The I kind of like setting up my channel in the way like to have conversations with everyone. I love engaging with everyone here on Anchor and finding out more, you know, what they're up to and what they're doing. So feel free to call in if you ever want to, you know, ask a question or anything, or want to add your two cents on a topic, or if you want to just, you know, jam about another uh, different topic that you're talking about. Uh, always happy to connect. And yeah, hopefully we'll speak soon and have a, a great start to your week. Typically, they say not to make assumptions because of a very rude cliche, but in this case, 100% right. That is my name. I appreciate you calling in, Jen. Always welcome, as is anyone else. Yes, no matter what the subject we're talking about, I'd like to hear you spill the beans. Let's take some more calls whenever you're ready. I'm Georgia. A little spot where young men and young women go to experience their first little taste of the nightlife. It was also the first place I went to experience big city radio. When new music dropped in Atlanta in the late 90s, it was fresh, it was hot, spanking new. In fact, I moved home to Orlando and it was probably two years until they stopped claiming 
this music was new that I already heard in Atlanta. My favorite station, though, was one of the many college stations. It was Album 88. Played a ton of great music, but my, my favorite bit was at night, they had a show called Ambient Noise on Album 88. I encourage a few more stations like that here on Anchor. Please, please give the people what they want. Hey, this is Althea from Wove Ministries. I just wanted to uh, just call in and give a shout out to you. Uh, Josh, I love, love, love your station. I love what you're talking about. I love talking about, uh, we're talking about the old school cars and everything. I think my worst car or the worst car that I uh, experienced uh, having was a yellow canary. Um, I think it was a... uh, a Cavalier or something. It was ugly as heck, and the and the motor was oh the muffler was messed up, and so yeah, that was a really bad car. But anyway, just wanted to send a shout out to you. Um, thank you so much for connecting with me, and keep doing what you're doing. God bless. Thanks for the call in, and if you're currently driving your worst car ever, do listen to Wove Inspiration because Inspiration's exactly what you're going to need to get from point A to point B. As for that Chevrolet Cavalier, if it was between 1982 and 1988, this was one of several General Motors J-cars branded under many names. There was the Cavalier, the Buick Skyhawk, Oldsmobile Forenza, and the Pontiac J2000. But my favorite was the Cadillac Cimarron. If you had the unfortunate pleasure of driving a Cimarron, I'm sorry. You paid too much for way too little. One of the worst cars ever made, no matter what its name. Wove. I'm sorry you had to push something like that, but it's over now. And welcome back to Ambient Noise on Anchor.fm. So there I stood with my sign that said, Florida, please, it's Christmas. And while I told you I did get picked up, it didn't happen right away. A number of cars passed. I probably stood there about an hour. The toughest, though, was a Cadillac, an actual Cadillac. And it passed in all its glory with Brevard County plates. You're going right there. Let me just ride in the trunk, I thought, as they sped up and eased onto the interstate. Well, not too long after, my angel of the day appeared. I forget his name, but I do remember he drove a General Motors J-Series car, I believe. I got into it. He took me back to his house. He told me on the way, get in. I guess I should have said this first. He stopped, looked at me and said, hey, you're going to Florida. My wife's going to Florida later today. Get in. I'll take you back to the house. I had no better options, better off dead than there. So I jumped in. We went back to his double wide. And as I said, it was Christmas Day. He had a kid, so the place was littered with country Christmas. There was wrappings everywhere, piles of toys here and there, and the kid was kind of nappily playing with something. He said his wife was away, and then he went on to explain in more detail that it was actually his wife and her girlfriend that were going to Florida. They were going to do a little party and 
before the year started. Wait, what? Yep, that's right. Wife had a girlfriend. He could tell I look a little shook by the news, offered me some Jack Daniels. I sat and sipped as he explained the plot. They co-parented a child together here in the double wide, and recently his wife had met this woman while she was working as a roadside stripper at the Neon Cowboy. When they did come home, she looked exactly like a roadside stripper who worked at the Neon Cowboy, and her girlfriend looked like any old trucker that you would see at Arby's. I introduced myself, he told them my story, and they said, yeah, we are going to Florida. Just hang out. So that's exactly what I did. We hung out throughout the day. The gentleman that picked me up and I went out to dinner at the Waffle House to celebrate Christmas dinner. That was great. There we met a friend of his and his wife, at which point it was explained to me that that couple was trying to arrange with um, some sort of group sex with the couple I had met. So we were to arrange that. After dinner, I had a delicious chicken sandwich at the Waffle House. No hash browns today, though I do like them slattered, covered, and chunked. They went out to discuss the deal, just the husbands, leaving me in a pickup truck with the other wife. She told me all about it as we sat there. Whew. Gosh, this story blows my mind. It got a little worse, though, when we got home. The wife wasn't going to Florida after all. So instead, I decided to sell my car for a dollar, a bus ticket, Jack Daniels, and a doobie. The man who picked me up took me out to the car. We were able to limp it back to the house. When we got it there, he popped the hood. I started it. As he was looking over the engine, boom, it caught on fire, singed his eyebrows off. That's the last we spoke of the car. If you ever do this, I should have grabbed the license plate. That was the biggest mistake. Now, it was just time to wait for my Greyhound bus to take me home. The next time you're in your car and you pull up to the drive through window, it doesn't matter if you want a filet of fish, double stack, or an original chicken sandwich. Get a little wild with it instead. Look confidently into the microphone and order combo number five. My son went to a birthday party over the weekend and came home with a goodie bag. One of the things in the goodie bag was a big balloon that you attach a rubber band to. It becomes a little punching bag game. I had one of these as a kid. I remember blowing it up, attaching the rubber band, and I started using it. Having a ton of fun, my mom said, Moose, what's that noise? Mom, it's this really fun game, and that's when she popped my balloon with a cigarette. Hey, Josh, it's your girl, Miss Eileen. I had to call in on your topic about worse cars. Well, for me personally, I always got lucky, and I had good, reliable cars for the most part. But my daughter had a BMW. In fact, it was the car she had before the current one she has now which is a Jeep but this BMW was a two-seater and it was like just pretty and that was it uh, we live in Philadelphia like right now snow sleet and all that that car sucked you couldn't even drive it it was like driving on ball tires it was low to the ground so every little pothole or bump in the road was like a major event and Replacing the tires, the tires were like $300 a piece. <laughs> so glad she got rid of that BMW. Uh-oh, 
This doesn't sound good for the BMW sponsorship I've been working on, but tell me more. Hey Josh, it's your girl Miss Eileen. I had to call in on your topic about worse cars. Well, for me personally, I always got lucky and I had good reliable cars for the most part. But my daughter had a BMW. In fact, it was the car she had before the current one she has now, which is a Jeep. But this BMW was a two-seater and it was like just pretty. And that was it. Uh, we live in Philadelphia, like right now, snow, sleet, and all that. That car sucked. You couldn't even drive it. It was like driving on ball tires. It was low to the ground. So every little pothole or bump in the road was like a major event. And replacing the tires, the tires were like $300 a piece. <laughs> so glad she got rid of that BMW. Eileen, as much as I hate to hear you trashing BMW like that, you're not wrong. Reliability's often been a problem with those cars. I know I drove an E36. I loved it. People drove the E30. That's the car that collectors swear by. I'm sorry that you had bad luck. It's the ultimate driving experience. It can also be your mechanic's dreams come true. My mechanic for my 3 Series drove a Ferrari. Yeah, who's the sucker there? So there I was with the sun going down on Christmas Day. My new friend had driven me to the bus station. I had the bottle of Jack Daniels, tried to quickly become a member of the Doobie Brothers behind a Chevy van to mixed results. I said my goodbyes and got on the bus. If you've ever taken a Greyhound, it makes many stops in small towns you've never heard of before. I would sip the Jack Daniels, well, I would pound it at this point write in my journal until I drifted off to sleep and then be woken up as we were forced to take another bathroom stop or visit a roadside hideaway. I finally got home. It was the day after Christmas. I called a friend to pick me up from the bus depot. And he brought me home as I regaled him with my tales of roadside adventure on a Christmas Day Lost back in the 90s. Hey, thanks for letting me tell that story. Thanks for listening. Better times are ahead for all of us, I promise. Hey, Josh, this is Social Media Marketer. You know, I apologize, man. I think I kind of had too many words in there. I actually meant business. And, um, well, as for buses, unless you're driving a, uh, making a transportation company, you can definitely run with Facebook to get the word out there and get some email marketing going on. That's going to be a little difficult because that's more of a general outward offline business. So running for buses, that's a transportation company. So I would say really old-fashioned marketing will really work because that's something you really need to get people interested in. But you can never go wrong starting out with Facebook and building a community around your project. But I'm sorry again, man. You know, but thanks for calling, though. I appreciate it. Kids today don't have to rely on Jack Daniels and journals if they're ever trapped on the mega bus. They could just jump on Snapchat, Instagram, Facebook, start talking to any of their friends. Is there a best social platform for public transportation? I'd hate to be next to the jerk recording his anchor show on the bus, right? That said, this is my stop, so I'm going to jump off here, open the door to my coat closet, change out my jacket for a cardigan, my wingtips for slippers a la Fred Rogers. 
and relax with my wife, life, and everything else. But don't worry, I'll see you when Wednesday rolls around, and we all start joshing around.